This is the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast, a podcast where we teach you stuff about eating disorders that you may not have heard about before. And of course, we're going to fight off that bitch of an eating disorder. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and today's episode, episode six of season eight, we're talking about vulnerability and how that basically is going to help you out with being more emotional available and heal in your eating disorder recovery journey. Okay guys, new episode and I already know that the people that follow this podcast to a T are like, what the fuck just happened? Didn't you just, you know, posted a episode yesterday and why the hell, where is it gone and blah, 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 blah. Well, I didn't find the quality of the episode well enough and thank God at the end of the day, it's a podcast that I maintain. Uh, so I deleted it and I'm going to give you a little bit more valuable information. I felt like I was repeating something from a a few episodes ago and I'm never a big fan of that um yeah basically not another little development in this is that I will be more on TikTok now uh I still need to connect these uh, platforms together and let's see what happens because I'm not only going to talk about food but about parenting styles and attachment styles as well and how they can influence your food but also regarding relationships and food intakes and how you treat yourself and certain thoughts that are in the mind, uh, they're all connected with each other. And that's why I sometimes find it, I'm just going to say it plain as it is, boring just to talk about food. Because food doesn't hold that big of a role in your life, although it maybe does feel that it is now, but that's because it's one of the coping mechanisms you choose to deal with your current situation. So that is that. So hopefully you'll see uh, these yeah, developments throughout time. Uh, and this episode is called uh, How Being Vulnerable uh, yeah, Basically makes, uh, Heals You. I'm just still in a puzzle with how I'm going to call this episode name. Um, but you'll see it eventually. And don't forget that you can always follow the podcast, share it with a friend, tell your caregiver, taker about it. And hopefully you will learn more about yourself. And let's just jump into the podcast and give you a little bit of a life update. And of course, a little life update on how it's going. When I'm doing that, I'm actually being vulnerable because I'm sharing information with you that isn't per se needed for you to heal for this podcast series. Because, I mean, no, what does my private life need to do with your recovery of food? However... That is what I'm saying, but what I'm doing does really help you with recover because what I'm doing there is being vulnerable and putting myself on the spot and sharing information with you that some people somehow presume because they're two mind mind archetypes in this one that some people presume if I'm being vulnerable, the people are going to use it against me. While I see it as when I'm being vulnerable and sharing something, I'm either helping out myself or I'm helping out the person uh, that needs to learn this skill or feels connected or whatever comes with it. So it's very two types of mindsets that people have around this. Um, being vulnerable, meaning basically tapping into your emotions, is also collecting data. And if you collect data, you can see how it goes with you. And if you do that, you get a positive feedback loop on what's going on and by that you can make steps in your healing process either eating disorder or something different so it's so important to have that vulnerability and 
at least with vulnerabilities, start out with yourself and talking with yourself and letting all these emotions in instead of putting your head head in the sand or started focusing more on work, on your, on your job, on your hobby and whatever, on your sports gym. Because when you're doing that, you're delaying the feedback of the emotions of your body and mind and soul. And it becomes not aligned. It becomes miles apart of what it should be because you're not listening and you don't want to tap in into those hard parts and actually by doing that and by feeling you actually grow your emotional intelligence towards yourself but also towards others and a lot of people don't do this believe me a lot of people don't do this and when they're saying i'm going to heal or am i going to go to therapy sometimes the people are really full of shit because they're doing something different what they shouldn't be doing um or they're dealing with it in their matter that they think is fruitful they they think is has always helped them out and served them so that's why it will serve me in this situation again and i can tell you time over time and i've had clients from five year old all the way up to 103 that the people that duck their head in the sand or focus on work or are distracting from what they did or what they are experiencing they will delay their healing and they will get this feedback loop throughout the whole time but that feedback loop is starting to lose its power or the quality of feedback because they're putting um, walls in between and therefore you cannot recognize the feedback as well in comparison of sitting it out and feeling the discomfort actually same with binge eating every time you get tips and i'm a dietitian and i'm guilty of this as well if i'm telling you to go for a walk or go for a shower or whatever it is i'm delaying your feedback because the moment you're going to sit out the negative emotions and postpone the binge that is the moment that you are getting true quality feedback and not when you're going to walk or you're going to take a shower or call a friend and you're delaying what is going to happen and distracting yourself kind of the same shit sitting out the binge is being vulnerable that's why being vulnerable is so fucking important okay guys i'm gonna give you a little bit of that life update that i told you about as well while i'm merging it with the information that you need for your recovery um but let's jump back to the episode i think i already gave some valuable clues in the beginning of this episode but i also want to say that vulnerability has two sides of the coins And being vulnerable is always good, but you really need to check out with who you're going to be vulnerable. Um, Some people are snakes, some people are rabbits. Uh, If you are being vulnerable towards a snake, it will feel like it's something that is unsafe to do. If you are being vulnerable towards rabbits or a rabbit, you hopefully will do it more and it will multiply just like rabbits and therefore you are more comfortable being vulnerable and open towards other people so first before we even start about talking be vulnerable towards other people it is most most important that you are being vulnerable with yourself and you can tap into your own emotions and don't have this arm length distance between you and your emotions tapping in feeling it and also feeling your emotions without it being fear-based. I think often a lot of people, you know, they talk about their gut feeling. 
if you are not emotionally aligned with your feelings, there is no fucking gut feeling because there are separate emotions in your body that you can feel. If there's one persisting emotion you feel, that often isn't reliable, that, that isn't a reliable emotion. It's just mostly fear that you're feeling because that's the one that screams the most from all the different emotions. So it's it's the most powerful one because it's our fight or flight reaction. It's our primal reaction. Uh, it's our reptile brain. So you cannot, it will always tend out over all the other emotions that are basically there. So first, you know, getting vulnerable with yourself, trying to distinguish different emotions. And if you feel only one emotion, then often it's fear. And then you still need to do some work. And that's not something you can do with just this podcast, but really with a psychiatrist or psychologist to understand how and what. If you can tap into the different emotions you're feeling and really can, you know, see them as they are, then you're going on the better way. If you eventually are comfortable on, you know, talking out loud towards yourself or writing it down and see some patterns in your own emotions, and it's something, again, you do not need to do alone, but highly recommend psychologists or psychiatrists, um, then you're on the path of healing. Adding to that, and this is the tricky part because I was talking about snakes and rabbits, um, family members can be either rabbits and snakes. And it sounds a little bit strange, but it this has to do with attachment styles because some people are secure attached, some people are anxious attached, and some people are avoidant. And if you're going to get advice from people that are avoidant or maybe advice from people that are anxious, you will never get good advice. And it kind of feels counterintuitive because you're asking it from a family member and these people know you that well, right? Uh, well, maybe that's not the case. And even to some extent, you know, with some friends, you have friends you're closer with and you have friends you're more distant with. Uh, personally, I'm not going to say, you know, don't ask advice from family members, but if you're doing that, you should ask it with the one you have the most closest bond with that knows you uh, more in depth. And the same would be also that with friends, the person should be knowing you more in depth uh, and you already have had some fragile conversations. It's way better to hear it from them but at the end of the day, that advice is always biased uh, because they will bring their own personal perspective in it. And that is not a solid advice because um, the only one that can give you solid advice is the one that reflects your own thoughts back to you. And it is somebody that is objective and not subjective. So that's why it would always be somebody that is a psychiatrist or a psychologist or another healthcare professional that knows how to deal with it. Family often means right, but it doesn't mean that they are right. And that is simply not because they do not care or do not love you, but they do not have the skills and assets to deal with the situation. And specifically, if they're making future decisions for you, that can be very, very tricky. Are you going to take advice from somebody, family member or family members, um, while they are not in that situation? Basically that. When you have found the people you want to share with and being vulnerable with, and know that this is always a 50-50% chance because you're putting your trust into somebody, um, in somebody else's hands. And your trust, um, it, it, this is also so 50-50 thing. Uh, my apologies for stumbling a little bit because while you're 
giving some trust, you should keep the majority of your trust still with you. As in, you need to trust yourself that you can deal with the situation and you how you will react on it if the person used your vulnerability against you or the something that you were afraid for that it still happens, basically. So let's say you tell a good friend that you have an eating disorder and that friend tells it to the, the rest of the classmates and now you're in a situation you were afraid for, then the only thing you still have in your power is that you trust yourself enough how to deal with the situation. And that comes down to building competence and not being reactive on the trigger that is happening because basically you're triggered because that person knows something that you didn't want to happen you get triggered and therefore uh, you hopefully have enough skills to deal with that situation and if that is not the case it's because you didn't trust that person enough or you didn't trust yourself enough uh, how to deal with it and often it's the second thing there's a very good book out there it's called triggers from David Rijo um, and it can really help you out with understanding on how to deal with it but the essence of it before we're going to make something very overcomplicated you know overcomplicated is that if you're going to be vulnerable you're going to share something that you trust towards another person and a person is going to use it against you or whatever it is it doesn't have the positive outcome you were hoping for the only thing you can do after that is manage and self-regulate yourself and trust yourself enough that you can deal with the situation that is it because some people are very very unfair in life and you will meet them and that's why again that episode of last week your eating disorder isn't the worst thing yet is because (laughs) there are some cruel things cruel human beings walking out there that aren't even as worse as your eating disorder um Yeah, that is actually, I think, that part regarding vulnerability. You should do it. Start out with yourself. You know, dig uh, dig into these emotions. Find somebody objective and add that to this part. Uh, Know that you can share it with family and friends, but know that they don't have the, you know, answers for everything and they're working with the amount of information they have that is often not enough. Um, And if you are going to share something with somebody from outside... Uh, you know the part of trust and being vulnerable no it can go seven times it can go okay but three times you will meet that snake and seven times you will meet you know those those rabbits or the other way around but it shouldn't be a threshold for you on not sharing i think that one thing i want to end off with uh, end this episode with is that i once way back had a good turkish friend um and I was on a study with him, uh, we were following it, uh, became friends with him for like a year or something, and um, he always told me like, Queenie, whatever people ask, you know, when they ask you, how are you doing, always say that you're doing okay, and the funny thing is that I carried that for years with me, and because if you say you're okay, you don't have to be vulnerable, right, Um, and it was one of the shittiest advice that I ever had, you are doing you're closing off the door towards people um because you've been hurt in the past or you've your trust has been taken away or whatever it is or you don't trust yourself or whatever it is um but don't do that and even if people ask you even if they don't mean it but they ask you how you're doing always give, give a full wholeheartedly answer that is 
complete for you so you can heal. They don't maybe don't even care or maybe they're like, oh my God, I just thought you were going to say, okay, but you give me this whole information. That's because it's for you to not fool yourself. And every time you do that, you tap into your own emotions better and become less emotional, unavailable for yourself. So that is this episode, guys, and see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I also hope you learned something from it and it helps you out with recovery. In the meantime, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up of all the things where you can find us. You can find us on at imstuff underscore com on Instagram at imstuff.nl on TikTok and on imstuff.nl where we even have an ebook about eating disorders. So if you want to know more, check that out. And just don't forget to share the episode, give it to a friend that you think is in need and you can follow the podcast and leave a review if you want to. Enjoy that and enjoy your day.